Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is uh, Alistair Field. <laughs> and my name is uh, Craig Smith. I'm sorry, that was sarcastic. It was sarcastic. And that's not even the topic today. So our current topic series is the struggle to be a good manager. And today we are, it is the topic today. <laughs> How about that? See, I was setting you oh, up, Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, today's topic is sarcasm. Uh. So... Uh, just to catch up, Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We've both been managers for a very long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others often miss the mark. We're going to most often start from the employee's perspective, then go to the manager's perspective, then back to the employees again. We're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, and we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good conversation. So, sarcasm. Mm -hmm. Your boss or manager likes to be sarcastic and you experience some or all of the following. They use sarcasm at the expense of others. They use sarcasm to criticize work product and the effort behind it. It is used in an insensitive manner. It is used in not meant to be funny. It is used in a cutting manner. Sometimes it is used in a discussion in an inappropriate place, like a hallway where others can hear. Sarcasm is used and there's no way you want to contribute. It becomes a conversation killer. So the question is, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know what? Uh, uh, this is going to be a good conversation, I think. Uh, you know, sarcasm, as you, we've described it in this situation, is deadly. It's a poisonous space that, that, that is set from the, the top, and the, if that's your manager, if they're having that conversation, and it becomes the way of the organization. You know, culture uh, can kill strategy, culture can kill organizations, and uh, for me, sarcasm uh, is like a uh, sharpshooter on innovation and ideas, especially when it's negative. Um, uh, so for me, sarcasm is never a build-up thing. It's always a tear-down thing, uh, especially if it's aimed at other people. I think sarcasm, the way that we've kind of laid out a worst-case scenario here, right. is a terrible thing. I think it kills the culture in the place. People start looking for other places to go to work. People are not happy. People are afraid they're going to be the victim of the sarcasm. People become uncomfortable because somebody else is the victim of the sarcasm. And I wonder sometimes what's going on in the person that's using it this way. Is it an insecurity? Is it anger? Not sure what it is, but it is not attractive whatsoever. And really, you begin to question, do I really want to work with this person? It does not create a good atmosphere. Well, if it's used in this manner. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, first, I, I think, I'm, first of all, I'm a gifted uh, in this area of sarcasm myself, um, normally. Now, I'm more of a really? positive. Yeah, really? Really. More of a positive sarcasm. And I've had to really watch it because I think that what happens is, uh, as I become sarcastic, even in a positive way, uh, you usually get laughs. And, and, and that becomes the juice that you get excited about and you don't even realize. And I find that over time, it's easy to lose the mark. It's easy to lose the line of where it's just funny and uh, even if it's sarcasm towards yourself, 
that it slips to, to sarcasm to others. So you just have, it's, it's, a, it's a slippery slope, I've found personally, and, uh, and so I will, I will state that I, I don't use sarcasm in the workplace. Um, do use humor, but sarcasm, I think, becomes slippery. So I, I agree with almost everything you say. <laughs> I like humor, and I do like to use sarcasm but with two stipulations. If you're gonna use it, you have to own it. You're responsible for it. So if it goes bad, you have to apologize unequivocally and deal with the situation. But as well, when I use sarcasm, say you said something, we're, we're at a, a group session and you say, well, I'm probably the worst at this. I go, oh, really? Big surprise. But then, you have to go to an affirmation part of it. No, Greg, you're the person that actually says stuff. Yes, you're putting yourself out there and sometimes it's funny, but you're actually, I'm gonna affirm you right now because there's, I can always count on you in sessions like this to participate and, and be the first one to say that, listen, this is something I struggle with. So I think if you use humor, right. number one, you have to own it. Yeah. If you're not prepared to own it, don't go down that road. And if you make a mistake and you do something, then you have to fix it. If you're not prepared to do that, then don't use it. And number two, humor must always be followed by some sort of affirmation. If somebody says something and it just comes out wrong and everybody's laughing, I always wait for a second and go, you're bang on. That is the question. And thank you very much for putting out that question. So let's talk about that because that is the question here and you affirm the person. Humor happens all the time. It happens naturally. Sometimes you have no control of, of what's gonna happen if you're in a session or you're talking to a group of people. I talk to lots of groups of people and sometimes somebody says something and it's, it's just funny and, and it's sarcastic and maybe you kind of play into it a little bit, but then you have to move off and, and to me, you go, have to go to affirmation. If somebody's put themselves out there and they've stumbled and it's funny, then you gotta save them because they've actually done what you want them to do. Somebody has made themselves vulnerable and it's come out the wrong way, but you gotta go in there and say, because you want people to talk to you, even the people that are struggling with the way they say things and do things. And to me, those are the two things. If you're gonna, if you're gonna put uh, humor, especially sarcasm in your toolbox, you gotta be prepared to own it. There's a responsibility to using it. And number two, it has to be followed by affirmation. Yeah, so, so you know what, I just, uh, for me, it's it's just, uh, and I, I have the same view as comics, right? I love comics, but I have no desire to listen to sarcastic comments that are, uh, that uh, tear things down. Uh, I'm a builder up. That's just my perspective. So you know what, Seinfeld is a self self um, uh, uh, comic, right? They, they might be sarcastic to themselves, and I think that's fine. I think, you know, if, you, if it's self-motivated, but I think it's when you, when you point out something or someone else or some other situation, I think there's just risk. And so I, I you know, I don't want to be in a situation where there's no humor in the workplace because, you know, you have those workplaces that no one wants to joke about anything because they're afraid of stepping on, on anyone's toes. But you know what? That's never an issue if you're being uh, humorous about yourself. 
um, or, or about a funny situation that occurred, but it's just when it points out something in someone else, even with affirmation, the injury's already there. So it's like, oh, I'm sorry I stabbed you, but um, you know what? I've got a great bandage here that I'm going to be able to give you because you will heal, you know? Well, so I don't know. That's my perspective of, you know, sarcasm towards yourself, cool. Um, Self-deprecating humor, although watch that too because you can easily bury yourself there. But uh, um, I don't want to be uh, so uh, politically correct that I don't say any humor. But you know what? Be, it's about being respectful, and uh, that's kind of my perspective. And I think it's something that uh, you gain experience using. You have to always care about people. Right. And the motivation behind the humor you use, whether you use a little bit of sarcasm or just general humor, you got to go into this where you care about people and you care about the process you're involved in. And I keep going back to I'm talking to a group of people. And uh, I use sarcasm well in those situations. I use general humor well in those situations. But it's something I practice. It's something that I have experience using. And when I go into this, it's like, I care about these people. This is a learning situation. I want to bring people along with me. And I say some scary things, but I also bring humor in it because that's part of learning as well. The motivation behind it is so important. I as well don't want to be in a situation where there's no humor whatsoever because I like funny people. Right. And uh, quite often when I'm doing presentations and stuff like that, I have either a person in the front row or a person up with me and we're playing roles. Mm -hmm. And so the sarcasm may go back a little bit, but we are doing a play almost to get the point across. And I just really think it, it's the motivation behind it. You can be so cruel so easy, but it's that experience and intention and, you know, things are funny and there's times when people just say things and it is funny, but they've exposed themselves a little bit and you, and to me, it's that intention. I am coming 100% to save you. You have risked everything to participate in this discussion and I'm going to affirm you. Well, you and, know, there's, there's something interesting you said there, which I, I think, you know, is, uh, you know, asking permission is is one thing. So if you're going to tell a story about someone else or have a little bit of a sarcasm with regard to something else, uh, I have heard people say, you know what, um, a funny thing happened, and you know, actually, Bob's Bob's said, I'm, oh, it's okay to share. But here's the kind of thing with regards to that type of thing. So that that asking permission, I think, is one thing. Also, uh, you know, within friends, uh, when you have a deep understanding of each other. I think that's great, uh, you know, to, but even those situations, you know, as deeply as what we know, are we going to be honest if you say something that's sarcastic that doesn't maybe cut a little deep because we think it's, you know, we're going to see it. It's, it's really, really watching that. And the other thing I would say is just, it's about the, those people around you and what people have experienced, because I think, again, you have to be cautious around how you're saying things and how are people sensing it based upon their past experience and the issues. Sometimes that can be uh, hurtful because it hits on something. So, I mean, again, it, you know, you don't want to be so cautious, but I, uh, for me, I, I just use the filter. Will this build up? Uh, will this tear down? Humor that builds up? Go for it, man. Um, and and uh, um, that's uh, humor that has the risk of tearing down is uncaring 
and uh, and can impact situations. So just if those are the filters, then maybe maybe there is some some positive sarcasm, uh, and maybe it's just me learning myself of, of what I need to do, and and that I may lose the boundary sometimes. It's interesting as you were talking, going this talk we're having about humor or sarcasm. It's exactly the same when we're talking about just talking. Yeah. It's exactly the same mm. situation. We're talking, you know, we're obviously zeroing in on sarcasm, humor. Right. But these are the same things that we would say when we're just talking to people as well. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. Know the people and actually know who you're with, understand the context, build up, don't tear down, go for it. Be really funny. And be really funny. Oh, yeah. But I think, especially depending on what the scenario is, I do a lot of public speaking, and uh, uh, I work hard at it. I actually practice. I, you know, I'll do a bit. I'll work on it, uh, see how it goes, incorporate it, get rid of it quick. When I have you know a person that I'm doing things with, and I say, listen, I'm going to pick on you. This is what I'm going to do. Is that okay? Yeah, okay. It's going to be funny. Yeah. And... And, and, you know, while I'm doing this bit with them, they're, they're shaking their head and everybody goes, okay, this is okay. They're doing this thing yes. to teach us this yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. Right? So I, I think it's intentionality, but I really do think if we're talking to people or we're, and during that talk, whether we're just talking or we're adding some humor to it, you have to own it. Mm-hmm. You have to be responsible. If you're putting yourself in that position, especially if you have to talk about some hard things, mm-hmm. You have to own it. If you say something, somebody takes the wrong way, then you got to go aside and say, listen, I'm sorry if I offended you. This is where I'm going. You have to own it. You have to be responsible with whatever you do. So we've talked a lot about what, as a manager, you need to do. How do you think about those things? Is there anything that we missed in our our comments that, that, as a manager, you need to be aware of when using humor or and or sarcasm or both? Uh, in the workplace. So definitely all the things in that scenario that you shared at the beginning, those aren't good. Those are tear down, tear down, um, they're hurting the environment and you're going to lose the folks that are working with you. Uh, but how, what, what would be your guiding principles for uh, anything else that we have missed for managers that want to use humor? Because humor is a part of who we are as humans, so you got to use it. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's what actually makes people feel connected. So you have to use those things. So, so any other hints or tips for managers? And then we'll talk about uh, the employee and how they respond when it's the first situation. We, we've actually covered most of the things, that, but you just talked about, uh, I had four big points and pretty well we've, I think we've exhausted them and you added some stuff as well. And I'm just going to read part of the second one because you, you've just kind of touched on it. Uh, especially self-deprecating sarcasm and making kind of a little bit of fun of yourself. Um, It makes you appear human and like everyone else, especially if you're the boss speaking. People appreciate your honesty and a little bit of laugh at your expense. We want people, we've been talking about making connections with our our employees and and things like that. and, And we talk a lot about connection. And I don't know if we always operationalize that, explain what that is. And sometimes being a little bit funny and, and, and beating yourself up just a little bit, uh, people see another side to you and it, it creates, it shows you're a little vulnerable mm-hmm. and it shows you have a sense of humor and everybody wants to work with somebody that has a little bit of a sense of humor. 
Yeah, and I and love, I think that word vulnerable is key. I mean, Brené Brown, who people have probably read, she's done a ton of research on this, is how much vulnerability will accelerate trust, uh, uh, will accelerate innovation, will accelerate engagement, but because we just see you as the boss, or, uh, and, and seeing you as a human um, with vulnerability, and, and that can, uh, humor is a great way to open up that gate. I like to use humor that way, but I also think then we have to ground that humor. So, you know, listen, uh, you know, I'm terrible at uh, talking on the phone and people laugh. No, I'm actually terrible at talking on the phone. I would, my best way to communicate is if you come into my office and talk to me or you catch me into the hall, you have, permission right now that if my door's open, it's open. Right. Or if you see me walking around, unless I'm like a hundred miles an hour, please stop and talk to me if we need to talk about something. I don't actually like to talk on the phone. Right. I'd rather we are face to face to sit down over a coffee or just in my office or, or in a common area. Yeah. This is what I like right. to do. So you take that humor, especially if you're cutting yourself up a little right. bit, but then explain like, this is how I like to connect. This is how I like to do community in this place. Right. Just doing a joke is funny, yeah, yeah. but if you take it a little further and then say, yes, that's true. I hate talking on the phone, Right. but this is what I actually like to do. This is how I like to connect with people that I'm working with. And they go, oh, that explains why when I call and leave him a voicemail, he just shows up at my office. Right. Or he right. grabs me in the hallway. Yeah, this, yeah. now I get this guy. This guy just doesn't like to talk on the phone. Yeah. And I don't. I hate talking on the phone. Right. I don't know about right. you, but in my jobs, I've, I, it's not a big part of my job. I'd rather sit here and, I mean, we could do this podcast in two different places. Right. And uh, to me, that would be terrible. There's no sense doing it. I'd rather sit across from you yeah, and have a conversation I, with I you. I really like that. So, you know, like, uh, yeah. Making fun, like like uh, you know, series more interested, interesting than me uh, on the phone. So uh, I just I it, I find it awkward. I just don't really enjoy it. I actually like the phone, so I'm I'm good with that. But but with you having a having a joke about it, but then actually saying and here's the implications of that. Uh, here's why and here's what I would like. Really provides clarity for communication. That's a great build. So that's why it, that. I always say affirmation, like if you're going to use mm -hmm. humor and say somebody does expose themselves, mm -hmm. you know, vulnerability or you do, then you have to affirm it and you have to turn it into something because right. this isn't a comedy festival. Right. Comedy is very helpful. I love comedy. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I only say like 10% of what's in my head. Yeah. I find yeah. a lot of things yeah. funny, right? Yeah, but yeah. you can't say them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if there isn't that affirmation, if you don't turn it into yeah. something, yeah. Yeah. then it's just comedy. Yeah, yeah. It makes a lot of sense to me. I agree. So I think we've covered most of the stuff. It was quite plain that the setup is just a bad thing. Yeah. Everything yeah. we talked about there. But let's talk a little bit about the employees. If you've been uh, exposed to somebody that has been using sarcasm in just not a helpful way, how do we react to that? So there's a few things I wrote down, and I'm thinking more as I'm sitting here. Keep calm. Don't blow up. It's probably not the time to have the conversation. But I think if, you know, there's some sarcasm and you're not happy with what they said about you or maybe somebody else, be calm. Kind of steer the conversation. Listen and ask some questions. So let me get this straight. 
what aren't you happy with? And, and bring the conversation back to where it needs to be. If you feel you're comfortable in that situation, if you're willing to walk your, your, your boss back at that moment and say, listen, um, obviously there's something going on here. Um, what is it you're looking for? And I would put it back on them because I think it's a way as, a, as an employee, uh, we're talking very appropriately. Yeah. You're obviously upset about something. Um, is there something I can do for you? Is there something we need to discuss? Do you, is there a task that you need done? What's the deal? And you're basically calling them on it, but you're doing it in a very respectful way. People need to be shown that you know, they're kind of off the mark. Yeah, one of the, one of the great things that I uh, learned recently is to actually say, ouch! If someone is sarcastic or someone says something that is inappropriate, actually verbalizing, ouch! positive stuff it's crazy I've seen it happen because and, and they say what do you mean ouch and then you can say well that that comment that hurt um, because if you don't say it they won't know and and you know there will be those people that we've talked about the evil uh, folks that are just going to continue to do it but most people just lose their way and if you don't tell ouch is kind of a, 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 a less um, it's direct enough and it pauses things, and it it simply says that what you said hurt either yourself or someone else. So it's a sarcasm about someone that's that that isn't there, but makes it makes a, a a joke about something. Just saying, "Ouch!" and then they will stop. Most people will stop and say, well, "What do you mean, ouch?" Well, and then then you can have that conversation. It's a great pause. What I like to do is. Uh if your boss is being very sarcastic about stuff, um, I like to use the conversation as a segue. I like to turn it into a positive conversation. And after two or three times of them trying to be sarcastic and take the conversation in just an unhealthy way, and you're flipping it and going, oh, okay, that's great. Um, listen, about this thing that we're doing, and you just flip the, the switch, and you start talking about something mm -hmm. that you want to talk about in the way you want to talk about it, they're going to pretty quickly figure out they have no audience with you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's power differentials here, so I understand, you know, we have to be careful what we do. And this is how I deal, this is how I personally deal with people like this. Mm -hmm. I don't say, ouch, I don't throw stuff down and mm -hmm. I'm going to my trailer type of stuff. To me, I, f I flip the conversation. Mm -hmm. I turn it into something positive. I just use it as a segue and I can go from talking about whatever they're talking about to talking about anything else very quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's how I deal with these people. And they quickly realize that they have no audience in you mm -hmm. and you want nothing to do with this. And you're being professional and you know, you're bringing up something else that needs to be discussed, and that's how I deal with people like it's this. Kind of like verbal jujitsu or something. It's taking the energy. Aikido, buddy. Aikido. That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm asking the wrong guy. He's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. You know what? The other thing is sometimes saying if, again, if it's if it's if it's uh, uh, about someone else. The other thing I've said before is interesting. That's not my perspective. Exactly. So that's the other thing. It just stops it. Interesting. It's not my perspective. It's not you're an idiot. Uh, how could you say that? It's just interesting. That's not my perspective. That's another way to sh help shut it down. Or have you talked to them about this? Right. Now, already I have a sarcastic tone just in this recording <laughs> saying that. So I try to stay away from that because I will be sarcastic right. in this right. situation. And meeting sarcasm with sarcasm isn't necessarily a good thing. Yeah. But I think the other two parts of, of, of 
the approaches that we're talking about here is don't get involved in the Coronation Street scene. Right. Do not get into this. Yeah, yeah. It's going nowhere good. Right. And then you got to wonder what they're saying about you when you're not there. And be professional. Yeah. We need to be the people we want others to be. And we've said that in a couple different podcasts. I, I just, that's the way I deal with this. I don't want to get involved in this crap. Yeah. I, I just don't. It just doesn't go anywhere. I like to work in an environment where people get along, where we can disagree about what we're going to disagree about and get on with the job and do what we have to do. So if other people aren't being professional, we're the professional. Yeah, and then I would say if it continues, even after you've done some of these things, then it's time to be direct. And it's time to use, you know, we've, we've used feedback mechanisms before that says, you know, uh, my intention is to share how I feel about this situation. When you do this, this is how it makes me feel. This is how, what it makes me want to do. And this is how I'd like to, uh, it to happen in the future. Either, either no more sarcasm, I'd prefer you not to use those, those kinds of jokes in front of me, about me, or to others. And I just want to be clear about that. And then if it continues, then it's time to go to a higher authority or a different authority to actually deal with it directly. Because there are some folks that just don't get it. And, and, but the first thing as always is to manage it as we've talked about. Secondly is to be direct and call them on it and say what you want. And then the final thing is, if they're not, then it's time to have a, another conversation. You go downtown. Go downtown. And you know what? Um, sometimes that's what it takes for folks to recognize uh, that this pathway no longer is acceptable. And one of the awkward things about this situation is your boss is being sarcastic, but what they're talking about is actually an issue. And it's, it's actually important to talk about. And so that's one of these things where you got to flip the conversation to a professional conversation because maybe what they're talking about needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. And so that's, this is one of these situations where I go, okay, uh, just listening to what you're saying here, uh, if I could just put aside the message, this is the issue you're talking about. He goes, yes. Yeah. Okay. What do you want? What's your issue with it? And taking it out of that sarcastic message delivery system, and maybe they are talking about something that needs to be talked about, and maybe you're in the wrong, and there's some correction or something needs to get done. So to me, that's probably the more complex thing is they're actually talking about something that we need to deal with. Yeah, and, yeah. and get rid of that sarcasm, and that's when you flip it into a professional conversation, and, and hopefully they realize after two or three times you're not the person. You're not the... You're not, the, you're not their sidekick in this misadventure, but that you want to fix things. You're the employee. You're responsible. Uh, and I think that's the, that's the hardest journey, but that's the one that sometimes we, we have to, we're being dealt, so we got to do it. I like that uh, idea that sometimes sarcasm is just a cover for a real issue. So how do you then say, hey, Alistair, it sounds like you're really, that you're really, this is really bothering you. This is something that really drives you nuts. Tell me more about that, and what are the things that we might be able to do to actually resolve it or deal with it? Like, call it out, but, but move it to solution versus just uh, um, snapping or, or uh, you know, um, hitting someone with a bad comment. So this is where I like to use venue change. Mm -hmm. So say we're in the hall and you say something sarcastic. You go, oh, I see your point there. Can we go and grab a coffee? So we're going to diffuse the situation. We're going to take them out of the stand-up com comedy routine mm -hmm. and say, let's go have a coffee. Because mm -hmm. a coffee is a very social thing. Mm -hmm. We're going to sit down. You, mm -hmm. you deal with things a different way. Mm -hmm. Greg, you're obviously upset with this thing. So let's, let's, let's get a coffee. Let's sit down. Mm -hmm. Maybe an herbal tea. Mm -hmm. You know, Sit down. 
and let's and change the venue, change the atmosphere, yeah, yeah, and and take one. them out of you know that we're standing up here saying these things in the hallway. Let's go sit down. Uh, maybe don't go to their office. Take it to a more social setting where they're going to behave a different way. And I think that venue change. That's what I do when we get in situations like this. Uh, come with me. Let's go grab a coffee. Let me buy you a coffee. Let's sit down and talk. And it just changes the dynamics of the situation. I think that's a. Yeah. I've had to do that before, and I, I think it's really helpful. If you feel comfortable doing that, uh, and I, I would just do it because I'm fifty something, so yeah, yeah, I just yeah. do stuff like yeah, this, no, right? No, no, it's a great, it's a great thought, great thought. And I think we have to, uh, the, the last point here was, remember, our first response will be defensive. Mm -hmm. We have to realize that when somebody says something, maybe it's somebody that we care about, maybe it's us, that we're going to fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to fight, then maybe we just need to know that. We maybe we need to add some distance to the situation, just calm down, just walk away, and then come back and deal with it another time. So I don't know if we agreed on anything. I think we agreed on a lot of things. I don't think we agreed on everything. No, that's good. This yes. is the first one. Hey. Congratulations. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> we did it. So uh, do you have any kind of final thoughts? We covered a lot of ground. Yeah, I think so. No, I think that we, we've, we've talked about what we need to do as managers and more importantly, what I love about all of these podcasts is no matter what role you, you have, we have ownership. We have choice. We have we have an ability to lead where we are, no matter where we're at, what level or, or what department or anything. And I so I think it really those are the tools that we start where you are, um, and and there's a number of different pathways you can take, but uh, take ownership um, uh, for sure. Yeah. So I hope that uh, some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. Uh, we hope that you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or we made you angry. Although, I think this is one of these things where, you know, your kind of mantra that, you know, either you go away going, yeah, this is really great, or you're a little bit peeved. I think this is one of these things that really fits into that. Yeah, yeah. I just always have said that uh, learning uh, and situations in which I learn, I usually experience one of two things, and often they're combined. Joy or excitement or, or frustration and churning or anger, anger. And both of them are often indicators of something that I need to learn. So if through this conversation, you've got something that's got you really excited that you wanna try, that's a great learning moment. If there's something that you're really churning about and you're a little peeved off about what you've heard, pause and think about it and say, why am I peeved off and what might I learn in this situation? Then let it go, but both are great situations for learning and growth. Awesome. So, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.